6 a.m. on the West Coast, 9 a.m. on the East Coast, 2 p.m. in foggy London town, and in Malaysia, it's 1979. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. I'm really not. <clears throat> hey, <laughs> happy, uh, happy Tuesday, right? Yeah, oh my goodness, Tuesday already. Wow. We are live, triple casting, as always, on Facebook Live. That's I'm Not Wearing Pants page. And we're also on uh, my YouTube channel, Jay Sheldon. You can just search that. And twitch.tv slash Jay Sheldon No Pants. Crystal Violin, good morning. Hey, good morning to you. And Apaz. 11 a.m. in Brazil. Wow. Brazil. I don't know any Portuguese, or I would say hello to you in Portuguese, but Kiwi is here. Hello, people. Hello, Kiwi. <clears throat> and today is your birthday, Crystal Violin. Fantastic. Happy birthday. The happiest of days to you. Uh, 16, and you don't feel like you are. <laughs> well, that's all right. Uh, 16 is a, it's a weird age, but it's a good one. It's a milestone. I, where are you, Crystal? Are you in the U.S.? 16 in most states, you can, uh, up, get a driving license now. Hey, <laughs> Buzz. Hello, Detective Murillo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, let's see. Detective Murillo, which was, um, oh, wow. Why can't I remember the name of the game now? Mohanad from Saudi Arabia. Hello there, Mohanad. Thank you. Welcome in. Um, very nice. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's I, Lopo, the mighty owl tree, and I have landed in this land to watch the spectacular stream. Ah, Simulacra. Oh, my God. I had a brain fart. Yeah, of course. Simulacra 2. Um yeah, uh, I played Detective Murillo in that. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. If nothing else, you don't want to like actually play the game, you can search YouTube or video streaming service, whatever, for Simulacra 2, and uh, you look for the trailer. You'll see it there. I'll take your cake and give you respect. <laughs> you have a cake! Nice! You know, I haven't had cake in a long time. I should, I should have cake. Or pie. Like a cherry pie or an apple pie. I mean, a real good old-fashioned like my mom. Nobody makes apple pie or cherry pie like my mom. I know we all say that about our moms, but in my case, it's true. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a good uh, good pie like that in a long time. Oh, my. Sounds good to me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, wow. We, um, <clears throat> I, I got a quick Miko story, by the way. Uh, we went out for a walk tonight. And sometimes we will cut through the park. Uh, it's it's a very busy park. There's several parks here in, in our area. And um, uh, one is pretty open, and we go there a lot. Usually on the weekend, either Saturday or Sunday morning, we'll go up, bring a basketball. We'll bring Miko, of course, toss the tennis ball, shoot a few hoops. Yeah, I know. Me and basketball do not go along. But anyway... Um, Tonight, uh, the park, because it had rained really heavy, it was like a monsoon for about an hour. It wasn't very long, but it was heavy. Um, uh, I'll pause, I'll get to you in just a second. Um, 
So tonight, Miko wanted to go up into this park, and there wasn't anybody else in the park. I don't want to bother people. Dogs are allowed as long as they're on a leash. But she was fixated on something in this tree, right in the stairs going up to the park. Would not, just insisted on going in there. So we, we brought her up. And she sits at the bottom of the tree and looks up. And neither of us can see anything. We're trying to check out, see what it is. And we thought, okay, it's not obviously like there's a cat in the tree. We thought maybe a snake. Some, You know, right? this is Malaysia. Um, so we look. And finally, I see it's what I call a scrat. It's this squirrel thing we have in Malaysia that looks exactly like Scrat from Ice Age. It's a combination of a squirrel and a rat. So, sorry, I call them Scrats. <clears throat> sure enough, there's a Scrat up in this tree holding perfectly still. Impossible to see it, and, and, but it, it whooshed its tail, what caught my eye. So then, that's what Miko had fixated on. So she's going all around the bottom of this tree. And this thing's like three meters up in the tree. And finally, the scrat jumps down to the ground and shoots across and down the embankment. And, and I don't know if you can visualize this. There's like an embankment and then a, a cement wall that goes down about two meters into a gully. And there's a, there's a, like a, 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 a drain, open drain, and then the roadway over here with some things on the side. Yeah, ugly-ass squirrels. You're exactly right. <laughs> um, but this wall is like, uh, it's not maybe two meters, maybe four feet, meter and a half, something like that, high. Now, she can jump pretty high, but four feet is a bit of a challenge. It's not only four feet straight up or straight down, but it's also out about two feet. She doesn't care. When she's on the trail, of, and Shiba Inus used to be used for hunting small game. A scrat is exactly that. So she sees this thing take off across the wall, and she she's on the leash, but she jumps off the top, four feet down, two feet out, and lands right on the grass on the side of the road. Oh, my God. It was wet because it just finished raining, so she did a little skid, but she was okay. She didn't hurt herself. Unbelievable. Scared the crap out of me. Unbelievable. And she made it. She just... Anyway, she didn't get the uh, she didn't get the squirrel. Hey, chaotic robot. Good morning to you. Good to see you. Okay, Apaz, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to ignore you. How long did the scenes take to record in Simulacra Two? Uh, it was released in early 2019. I think you're right. It was early 2019. I'm pretty sure. Don't really remember. I don't recall exactly when we shot that. I remember the shoot though, because I had this trench coat on and I had a, a, a suit jacket and a tie and it was like 4,000 degrees and I was sweating like a pig and Miko is a special agent when you're not home. Crystal, I can believe that. I really can. I have a security camera at home so it's hooked up to the internet. I can check in on her at least if she's in the living room downstairs. But uh, I think you're right. She's probably she's probably a spy when I'm not when I'm not around. Um, yeah, I was in Simulacra too. I play Detective Marillo. Um, so anyway, uh, 
it was, I think it was a two-day shoot because we did all the office scenes. No, no, it was a one-day shoot. It was one day. It was one long day. Uh, Rob directed it, as I recall, and um, it was uh, Perry the Platypus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we shot the parking lot scenes, which are the very, very beginning of the game where I go up to the car and I talk to the reporter and give him the phone. <clears throat> and that we shot, again, a, a thousand degrees in that parking garage. And we did a, a lot of takes, a lot of shots that didn't make the final cut. And um, then finally we moved up into the office and we shot all the office scenes up there. Uh, we did a couple of still shots for some of the other parts of the game and things. But um, yeah, it was, it was a very long one-day shoot. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. It was a great crew, great folks that not only created the game, wrote the game, wrote the scenes. Uh, they were all there. The uh, The film crew themselves, fantastic. Rob's director was, he's always great to work with. So yeah, <clears throat> Detective Murillo in Simulacra 2. You will see me. In fact, I still have the fedora. I'll wear it sometime. I'll bring it up here and I'll, uh, I'll wear it on the stream. It was a lot of fun. Oh my. All right. You have to forgive me. It's coffee time. Ah, the pause that refreshes. <clears throat> okay. Um, never watched any Simulacra 2 videos because I honestly didn't even know there was a second game. Can't imagine how long it took. No, 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 Crystal, you've got to check it out. It is so cool. And the improvements over the first Simulacras in Simulacra 2, amazing. This is a scary game obligated orb where have you been my friend oh my goodness so good to see you it's been a while thank you for jumping in here um we were talking about uh, miko's adventure and also uh simulacra 2 in which i play uh, detective marillo but but uh crystal please do check it out if nothing else watch the trailer it's on youtube other channels i'm sure vimeo i think but um yeah. Um, how did they call me to act in the game? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I went in and I auditioned. Uh, they had called and asked. I, I do voiceovers, as you all know. Um, I, I'm more known for that and, and directing but uh, and writing. But um, I have appeared on camera in a few things. And... Uh, it, yeah, it, it, it actually is, it's, I shouldn't say this because I'm in it, but um, it, uh, it's a lot of fun and it's, it's very well done. A lot of, a lot of friends of mine are also in it. So uh, check it out, check out the trailer anyway. And then if you, if you so choose, pull down the game, play it. It's, it's weird. You know what you do? Also on YouTube, you will find reviews, people playing the game. There's one guy who loves it, and he goes absolutely crazy playing the game. He solves it a few different ways, but <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. Um, sorry, my dear Jay, I've been busy. You are forgiven entirely. No worries, obligated orb. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, let's see. We've got, oh, we've got a few things to do tonight in our Facebook review. Uh, I, I've, you might have seen this already, but i, I got to play this. This dog is unbelievable. Check this dog out. This is insane. Watch this. Look at this. 
This dog needs to be in the Olympics. Check this out. Check this out. Watch. Let me move it down a little bit so you can see. Now look at that. Unbelievable. Look at this. Look, look, look. What is that, like 15, 20 feet? Just like nothing. Watch this one. Unbelievable. This is insane. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Wow. I saw that tonight. I thought, oh, man, I got to share that. Okay. Speaking of voice acting, I found this because, yeah, it flew. You're exactly right. Dang. And you're right, Obligated Orb. That does take amazing trust. That is a dog that trusts. Nine years ago, um, Seafood premiered. And uh, this popped up on my timeline today. It was nine years ago. Um, and this is some, if not most, of the voice, voice actors for, uh, for seafood. And in fact, um, you'll see me right here. And uh, Gavin Yap, who was not only the, one of the voices also, but um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he voice directed uh, seafood. I don't. I think so. Uh, but anyway, we we premiered seafood. It uh, it was an international release. You can check it out. Uh, it's available out there, um, and it's a lot of fun. It's a beautiful animation. Storyline, mm, okay. Uh, a lot of fun. The voice actors, of course, are brilliant. I have to say that because I am one of them. But uh, I, I I play the uh, the stingray. Sting, I think his name is, Sting the Stingray. And it's this wimpy little troublemaking character. So it was a lot of fun, actually. We had a blast playing playing Stingray. <clears throat> and uh, so it, it was nine years ago, March 2nd, in 2012, uh, that the film premiered. A lot of fun. If you get a chance, check it out. It's, again, it's called Stingray. Um, this article I put up here only because I, I just wanted to make a comment about it. Yeah, 2012. It was forever ago. Um, it's like you aged but didn't at the same time. <laughs> Thanks, Crystal. I, I found this on Sora News at 24. It's such a cool story. A Japanese man donates bags of cash, and it not just a little bit, a lot of cash, to local schools, and then whoosh, disappears without a trace. Trace. He just, you know, I, I don't want to read the whole story here, but um, schools across Nara City in Japan uh, received a surprise visitor, February 24th. A man believed to be in his 70s briefly spoke to staff saying, please use this for the children. And he handed over plastic bags with 30 million yen. That's about 94,000 USD. And then he just, he left. He didn't leave his ID. He wanted no particular credit for it. Uh, the identity of the man still unknown. But acts like this, the article says, are far from uncommon in Japan, thanks to the 60s anime protagonist and professional wrestler Naoto Date, better known as Tiger Mask. Using the Tiger Mask pseudonym, people have carried out anonymous and sometimes life-changing acts of kindness usually to schools or orphanages. That is such an amazing thing. If, 
If I were fabulously wealthy, which I am not, have never been, and likely never will be, but if I were, I would, I would absolutely do this, I promise you. To some small degree, I try and do this now, <clears throat> obviously in not 94,000 USD, but when I can, I do. If I have extra, I give. Um, but seriously, if I were if I were a Bill Gates or a Zuckerberg or one of those other fools had had that kind of money, I would absolutely do this. It would be so. As a matter of fact, you see what shirt I'm wearing tonight. Let me change over to my other camera. I don't know if you can see it or not. There we go. See that? That's my show. That's Random Acts. Random Acts is a show that I created with our uh, our company Studio Voxel. We have a Facebook page, which is where you can watch our shows, Random Acts Malaysia. Just look it up. Check it out. Please give us a like and a share. And we just had a new episode come up last week, as a matter of fact, where we, we kind of paid it forward. We did our own random act of kindness. Normally, our show uh, talks about and features different people who do amazingly good things for people, just out of the goodness of their heart. They don't want any publicity. In fact, a lot of times it's difficult to get these people on the show because they say, no, no, you know, I'm just doing it. No, <laughs> he said, my brain is having trouble understanding. No, the man disappeared. The money he gave and then he wanted no credit. He didn't leave his name. He just left. Um, so anyway, yeah, I've got several shows, Crystal. Um, Urban Jungle Food is one you'll find also on Facebook and YouTube, Urban Jungle Food, where we highlight the kind of food things you can find growing here in the Urban Jungle. Uh, and, and some quirky stuff too, gardening tips and things. It's a lot of fun. Check it out, Urban Jungle Food. And then also you will find Random Axe, which is the shirt I'm wearing tonight. <clears throat> so Random Axe is a show that... that highlights the folks, common, ordinary people that do good things for others just out of the goodness of their heart. Well, our last episode, which came, went up last week, uh, we did our own random act because it was Random Act of Kindness Day worldwide. So what we did was, if you're not in Malaysia, you probably know it as like Uber Eats and things like that. There's all different kinds of these food delivery services. And here in Malaysia, the, the two big ones are Food Panda and Grab Food. Uh, they do more than just deliver food, but that's the mainstay of their business. And honestly, for the last year that we've been under house arrest, these it's not a quarantine. Quarantine is what you do with sick people. We are under house arrest. So since we've been under this ridiculous house arrest, Grab and Panda, Food Panda, Grab Food has kept us mostly fed and delivered products for us. Lala Move is another one. They do mostly like delivering things back and forth. In fact, we've used it to get bits of the show and tapes and things to different places and digital hard drives and stuff. Um, so what we did is we we uh, we hooked up with uh, BH Petrol. Thank you, BH Petrol. And we got uh, certificates for gas, for petrol. And we put them in envelopes, a little thank you note. And then we went out and just randomly handed them out to all the Grab and Food Panda drivers that we could find and just gave them gave them out. Um, yes, and a Romley Burger. Our next Urban Jungle Food episode has something to do with Romley Burger, but it's not just a Romley Burger. 
You have to check it out. It's going to premiere Thursday of this week on Urban Jungle Food. Check that out. But Random Acts is the the other one. Uh, food, Food service is cheaper or more expensive than Uber Eats. I don't know how much Uber Eats is. Uber was here for a while, but then something stupid happened and they left or... The government stopped them or, I don't know, some crap. But anyway, um, the two biggies, like I said, are uh, Food Panda and Grab Food. We went out and just gave them, the drivers, a thank you. Because these guys are out there in the heat, in the rain, in all kinds of weather, in all kinds of awful traffic. And they're keeping us fed. And we just wanted to give them a tip of the hat and say thank you in some small way. So we paid for the petrol for a little while. And uh, we, we actually gave out a lot. So that was that was nice. Um, okay, uh, I, I, like I said, I don't know, obligated, if it's cheaper than Uber Eats or more expensive. Um, their, their delivery fees, like I use Grab Food a lot. Um, I think it's around five ringgit. But again, five ringgit in USD is about, one dollar, dollar twenty-five USD. So, yeah, it's. I assume that's relatively cheap. Uh, Crystal Violin watched a video on things about living in Malaysia, and apparently everything's pretty cheap there. Food service is cheap too. For the most part, yes. I mean, if you were here and you had a ton of USD, you could live like a king. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Panda food is way cheaper, says Mohanad. Uh, any delivery service here in Saudi. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's relative. Again, if you live in Malaysia and you get paid in ringgit, then you live in that environment and the prices are fairly relative. If you come over here with British pounds or USD, um, yeah, you, you could live pretty well until your money runs out. Trust me, I know this from personal experience. Uh, most famous foods in Malaysia would be nasi lemak is the biggie, of course, which is basically nasi lemak is fat rice, but it's uh, it's rice with uh, coconut milk, with ikan bilis, little dried sardines, uh, peanuts, sambal, which is a spicy sauce, Usually some cucumbers thrown in there. And then you can have it with uh, ayam goreng, fried chicken, uh, things like that. You can have uh, beef rendang, chicken rendang, uh, beef rendang, nasi lemak, one of my favorites. So, uh, yeah, all those things. Uh, that's one of the more most famous, if not the most famous Malaysian food. But there's all kinds of stuff. Please, please, please come visit. Hopefully very soon we will open up the borders and tourism will begin again because the people in the tourism industry in this country have got to be dying or dead. We make millions and millions of ringgit on tourism here. And sadly for the last year, nada. So we really need to get back in the tourism business. Please do obligated or save up for a visit and let me know when you're coming. I'd be happy to buy you a beer or some nasi lemak or whatever it might be. Uh, Crystal Violin, want to give thanks to NSR, that's No Straight Roads, uh, for making me remember that Malaysia is indeed a country. <laughs> before then, Malaysia was just kind of there and I knew nothing about it. Well, I'll tell you what, before I fell in love with the Malaysian and decided to move here, I had been to Singapore. I had been to Thailand, 
And I still did that typical, where's Malaysia? I had to look it up on a map. I didn't know. And then when I saw it, it's like, oh, wait a minute. That's where it is? Duh. Now, after almost 20 years, <laughs> it's home. It really is home. Um, it's NSR's fault for making me want to live in Malaysia. Well, look, to be fair, we've got our issues too, like every country does. I open up the show every single time, every night, with the time on the West Coast, the East Coast, London, and Malaysia. I always say it's 1970-something or 1980-something because in some aspects, it feels like we're living in 1974. You have to live here to appreciate that. <clears throat> but uh, there's good stuff and bad stuff about that, too. Um, let's see. Technically, NSR's fault for making me want to live in Malaysia. Yeah. Uh, Mohanad, my mouth became an absolute waterfall. I miss the Malaysian food. Yeah. Um, Chakwe Tiao, noodles, uh, all kinds of um, noodle food. Is it because... It's a multicultural society. We have a, an enormous uh, Malay population, a very large Chinese population, Indian population. Those are the three main races. And all of those foods from banana leaf rice, uh, chapati, uh, all kinds of Chinese food, Malay food, it's you can find it all here. And of course, some amazingly good Western food too. Um, so yeah, it's... Uh, it is a place to go on a food holiday. Um, <laughs> obligated. I'm up for that. Good. Please, obligated. Let me know if you head this way once you're able to. And and the Malaysian government allows you to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Crystal, you got to go to class. Oh, all right. I'm actually going to start uh, the second chapter of Alice in Wonderland coming up. Uh, we'll be doing that. I hope I didn't miss any chats. If I did, I'm sorry. How many countries have you traveled to? Very few, actually. I grew up uh, on the East Coast of the U.S. I was born and raised in Connecticut, in Cornwall, Connecticut, which is up in the northeast corner. I always say, for those of you who don't know, Connecticut is a little state between halfway between Boston and New York City. It's right in the middle. And uh, from yeah, good luck in class, uh, Crystal. And thank you for joining us. Um, so I, I grew up in uh, in Connecticut. From there, I moved to Key West, Florida. I spent five years in Key West, Florida. In all that time, I never really traveled the U.S. I went on one holiday to Bermuda. No, the Bahamas. The Bahamas. And that was just a, like a, I think, a three, four-day holiday in the Bahamas. And back, so it's kind of another country, and um, and that was it. That was it. After that, I was in Singapore for just a very short business trip, uh, about a week. Uh, I was in Thailand for a few holidays, both Bangkok and uh, Phuket and Chiang Mai. Um, in Viz Toby, hey, welcome. All right, good to see you, Invis. Invis Toby has joined us. Um, anyway, uh, Bangkok, Chiang Mai, Phuket, uh, and then Malaysia. That's about it. I, Of course, Japan is my number one love. Never been there, except for a six-hour layover in Narita Airport. 
<laughs> that's that's the longest I've ever spent in Japan, and it was just in the airport, so it's not like really being in Japan. Um, but that was cool for me because it was Japan. So I will get there one day. Kyoto is uh, is the place of my dreams. As you all know, I talk about it incessantly, and I'm not going to talk about it again tonight. Uh. <laughs> People are going to get sick of hearing about Japan. Uh, okay, let me just finish up with a few of these, uh, few of these other uh, things here. Let me get rid of this one. Ah, do you remember? Do you remember I talked about the sound of snow? It was a few streams back, a month or so ago. I talked about the sound of snow, and I remember growing up in Cornwall, where um, <laughs> I love your Japanese stories. There'll be more, trust me. Um, I still haven't worn a kimono. On the stream, I need to do that. Maybe next th on Thursday, we'll see. A kimono with the fedora, right from Simulacra. Uh, anyway, we talked about the sound of snow and how, if you've never experienced it, you don't know what I'm talking about. When you're out away from the city, and I grew up in a very small, small town, about thirteen hundred people when I lived there, um, and when it's snowing. You can hear it. It's the it's undescribable. I, I I don't even know how to begin, and I'm pretty good at describing things. I spend an hour doing that three times a week here on the stream, but I didn't realize. I just found this. It's the coolest thing. It's kind of what I was talking about, the sound of snow. Fresh snow absorbs sound which lowers the ambient noise over a landscape because the air trapped in between the snowflakes attenuates vibration. That's why when it snows, this is exactly what I was talking about. There's that quiet and it's eerie. It's calming, but it's, it's not scary. It's just odd. And I've, I didn't know this either, uh, or I had no idea. But I found this, it was so cool because it explains scientifically what it was I was trying to describe, that it lowers the ambient noise because the trapped air between the snowflakes attenuates the vibrations. How cool is that, huh? That's amazing. All right, not going to waste a whole bunch of your time. I, of course, had to do something about Hokuzai because I talk about Hokuzai a lot. But if you look very carefully at this picture, this is Hokuzai's very famous Great Wave painting, but it's not. It's made out of Legos. How cool is that? This is actually made out of, uh, it's in French. <laughs> 50,000 Legos. Check that out. Okay, we don't want to see your ad. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Okay. This is made, this is the painting, I'm sure you all know it, but yeah, 50,000 Legos used to make this incredible recreation of Hokusai's The Great Wave. How amazing is that? Wow. Oh my God, we've done more than a half an hour of BS talk. All right, I got to include this. My dear friend, Marilyn uh, Missy Bean, posted this. And I don't know whether I'm just going to put it here and let you read along or, um, 
or I'll just switch over to this camera and read it because it's it's absolutely beautiful. It's a bit long, not as long as our chapter in the book, <coughs> but it's absolutely beautiful. And I just wanted to share it with you. It's called The Winter of My Life. Hmm? I can relate. You know, time has a way of moving quickly and catching you unaware of the passing years. It seems just yesterday that I was young, just married, embarking on my new life with my mate. And yet, in a way, it seems like eons ago. And I wonder where all the years went. I know that I lived them all, and I have glimpses of how it was back then and of all my hopes and dreams, but here it is, the winter of my life, and it catches me by surprise. How did I get here so fast? Where did all the years go? Where did my youth go? I remember well, seeing older people through the years and thinking that those older people were years away from me and that winter was so far off that I couldn't fathom it or imagine fully what it would be like. But here it is. My friends are retired, getting gray. They move slower and I see an older person now. Some are in better and some worse shape than me. But I see the great change. Not like the ones that I remember were young and vibrant, but like me, their age is beginning to show, and we are now those older folks that we used to see and never thought we'd be. Each day now, I find that just getting a shower is a real target for the day, and taking a nap is not a treat anymore. It's mandatory. Because if I don't on my own free will, I will just fall asleep where I sit. And so now I enter into this new season of my life, unprepared for all the aches and pains and loss of strength and ability to go and do things that I wish I had done, but never did. Yes, I have regrets. There are things I wish I hadn't done. Things I should have done, but indeed there are many things I'm happy to have done. It's all in a lifetime. So if you're not in your winter yet, let me remind you that it will be here faster than you think. Whatever you would like to accomplish in your life, please do it quickly. Don't put things off too long. Life goes by quickly. So do what you can do today. As you never can be sure whether this is your winter or not, you have no promise that you will see all the seasons of your life. So live for today and say all the things that you want your loved ones to remember and hope they appreciate and love you for all the things you've done for them in the years past. Life is a gift to you. The way that you live your life is your gift to those who come after. Make it a fantastic one. And remember, it is health that is real wealth. 
and not pieces of gold or silver. Wow. The author of that, sadly, is unknown, but uh, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Amazing. Wow. Words to take to heart. Seriously. The only part of that I would have to say that I don't agree with is the part about having regrets. I seriously don't. I've tried and I still try to live with no regrets. Um, it was. It was amazing. Thank you. Um, hey, Locus Pocus. Good to see you. All right. Yeah, that was incredibly well written and so inspiring. And especially from someone like me who is in the winter of life, I have to admit, um, to people like most of you who aren't here yet. Um, but inspiring words indeed. All right, not that you're not sick of hearing my voice, but it's been 40 minutes, holy crap. And I got to try and keep this thing down to about an hour. So I need to move on to chapter two of Alice in Wonderland. If you missed some streams, we finished The Wonderful Wizard of Oz a couple of streams ago. And last stream on Saturday night, we started a brand new book. And that is the uh, Alice in Wonderland uh, by Lewis and Carol. Carol Lewis, sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Um, anyway, it, it comes to us through the courtesy of the good folks at Project Gutenberg, which is gutenberg.org. And um, we encourage you to go over there and check it out. Uh, download any books you like. They're all in the public domain, and they are available for free. Ebook formats, text formats, Word docs, all kinds of different uh, formats you can choose. And uh, we by yeah, story time by uh, by consensus and voting picked uh, Alice in Wonderland which is really cool I'd never read it before so this is a new experience for me too um, we'll move on now and uh, close out the uh, show with chapter two which is called the pool of tears curiouser and curiouser cried Alice she was so much surprised that for the moment she quite forgot how to speak good English now I'm opening out like the largest telescope that ever was. Goodbye, feet. For when she looked down at her feet, they seemed to be almost out of sight. And they were getting so far off. Ah, oh, my poor little feet. I wonder who will put on your shoes and stockings for you now, dears. I'm sure I shan't be able. I shall be a great deal too far off to trouble myself about you. You just manage the best way you can, but I must be kind to them, thought Alice, or perhaps they won't walk the way I want to go. Let me see, I'll give them a new pair of boots every Christmas. And she went on planning to herself how she would manage it. They must go by the carrier, she thought, and how funny it'll seem sending presents to one's own feet, and how odd the directions will look. Alice's right foot, Esquire, heartthrug near the fender, with Alice's love. Oh dear, what nonsense am I talking? And just then, her head struck against the roof of the hall. 
In fact, she was now more than nine feet tall, and she at once took up the little golden key and hurried off to the garden door. Poor Alice. It was as much as she could do, lying down on one side, to look through into the garden with one eye, but to get through was more hopeless than ever. She sat down and began to cry again. "'You ought to be ashamed of yourself,' said Alice. "'A great girl like you,' she might well say this, "'to go on crying in this way. "'Stop this moment, I tell you.' "'But she went on all the same, "'shedding gallons of tears, "'until there was a large pool all around her, "'about four inches deep and reaching halfway down the hall. "'After a time, she heard a little pattering of feet in the distance.' and she hastily dried her eyes to see what was coming. It was the white rabbit, returning, splendidly dressed, with a pair of white kid gloves in one hand and a large fan in the other. He came trotting along in a great hurry, muttering to himself as he came, Oh, the Duchess, the Duchess, oh, won't she be savage if I have kept her waiting? Alice felt so desperate that she was ready to ask for help of anyone, so... When the rabbit came near her, she began a low, timid voice, Um, if you please, sir. The rabbit startled violently, dropped the white kid gloves and the fan, and scurried away into the darkness as hard as he could go. Alice took up the fan and the gloves, and as the hall was very hot, she kept fanning herself all the time she went on talking. Oh, dear, dear, how queer everything is today, and yesterday things went on just as usual. I wonder if I've changed in the night. Let me think, was I the same when I got up this morning? I almost think I can remember feeling a little different, but if I'm not the same, the next question is, who in the world am I? Ah, that is the great puzzle. And she began thinking over all the children she knew, that were of the same age as herself, to see if she could have changed for any of them. Well, I'm sure I'm not Ada, she said, for her hair goes in such long ringlets, and mine doesn't go in ringlets at all. And I'm sure I can't be Mabel, for I know all sorts of things, and she, oh, she knows such a very little. Besides, she's, she's she, and I am... I, oh dear, how puzzling this all is. I'll try to see if I know all the things I used to know. Let me see. Four times five is twelve, and four times six is thirteen, and four times seven is, oh dear. I shall never get to twenty at that rate. However, the multiplication table doesn't signify. Let's try geography. London is the capital of Paris, and Paris is the capital of Rome, and Rome... No, that's that's all wrong, I'm certain. I must have been changed for Mabel. I'll try and say, how doth the little... And she crossed her hands on her lap, as if she were saying lessons, and began to repeat it but her voice sounded hoarse and strange, and the words did not come out the same way as they used to do. 
How doth the little crocodile improve his shining tail, and pour the waters of the Nile on every golden scale? How cheerfully he seems to grin, how neatly spread his claws, and welcome little fishes with gently smiling jaws. Oh, I'm sure those are not the right words, said poor Alice, and her eyes filled with tears again as she went on. I must be Mabel, after all, and I shall have to go and live in that pokey little house and have next to no toys to play with, and, oh, ever so many lessons to learn. No, no, I've made up my mind about it. If I'm Mabel, I will stay down here. I'll be no use putting their heads down and saying, Come up again, dear. I shall only look up and say, Who am I then? Tell me that first, and then... If I like being that person, I'll come up. If not, I'll stay down here till I'm somebody else. But, oh, dear, cried Alice with a sudden burst of tears. I do wish they would put their heads down. I'm so very tired of being down here all alone. And as she said this, she looked down at her hands and was surprised to see that she had put on one of Rabbit's little kid gloves while she was talking. How can I have done that, she thought. I must be growing small again. She got up and went to the table to measure herself by it, and found that, as nearly as she could guess, she was now about two feet high, and was going on shrinking rapidly. She soon found out that the cause of this was the fan she was holding, and she dropped it hastily, just in time to avoid shrinking away altogether. Oh, that was a narrow escape, said Alice, a good deal frightened at the sun had changed, but very glad to find herself still in existence. And now for the garden and she ran with all speed back to the little door. But alas, the little door was shut again, and the little golden key was lying on the glass table as before. And things are worse than ever, thought the poor child, for I never was so small as this before, never. And I declared it's too bad that it is. As she said these words, her foot slipped, and in another moment, Splash! She was up to her chin in salt water. Her first idea was that she had somehow fallen into the sea. And in that case, I can go back by railway, she said to herself. Alice had been to the seaside once in her life and had come to the great conclusion that wherever you go to on the English coast, you will find a number of bathing machines in the sea some children digging in the sand with wooden spades, and then a row of lodging houses, and behind them a railway station. However, she soon made out that she was in the pool of tears, which she had wept when she was nine feet high. I wish I hadn't cried so much, said Alice, as she swam about, trying to find her way out. I shall be punished for it now, I suppose, by being drowned in my own tears. And that'll be a queer thing, to be sure. However, everything is queer today. Just then, she heard something splashing around in the pool a little way off. 
and she swam nearer to make out what it was. At first she thought it must be a walrus or a hippopotamus, but then she remembered how small she was now, and soon made out that it was only a mouse that had slipped in like herself. Would it be of any use now, thought Alice, to speak to this mouse? Everything is so out of the way down here, and I should think it very likely it can talk at any rate. Oh, there's no harm in trying. So she began, Oh, mouse, do you know the way out of this pool? I'm, I'm very tired of swimming about here, oh, mouse. Alice thought this must be the right way of speaking to a mouse, because she'd never done such a thing before, but she remembered having seen her brother's Latin grammar. A mouse, a mouse, of a mouse, to a mouse, oh mouse, oh mouse. The mouse looked at her rather inquisitively and seemed to wink with one of its little eyes, but it said nothing. Perhaps it doesn't understand English, thought Alice. I dare say it's a French mouse. Come over with William the Conqueror, for with all her knowledge of history, Alice had no very clear notion of how long ago anything happened. So she began again. Oes machate, which was the first sentence of her French lesson book. The mouse gave a sudden leap out of the water and seemed to quiver all over with fright. Oh, I, I beg your pardon, cried Alice hastily, afraid she had hurt the feelings of the poor animal. I quite forgot that you didn't like cats. Not the cats, cried the mouse in a shrill, passionate voice. Would you like cats if you were me? Well, perhaps not, said Alice in a soothing tone. "'Don't be angry about it, and yet I wish I could show you our cat, Dinah. "'I think you'd take a fancy to cats if you could only see her. "'She's such a dear, quiet thing.' "'Alice went on half to herself as she swam lazily about in the pool, "'and she sits purring so nicely by the fire, licking her paws and washing her face, "'and she's such a nice soft thing to nurse, and she has such a capital one for catching mice. "'Oh, I beg your pardon.' "'For this time the mouse was bristling all over, and she certainly felt it must really be offended.' Uh, we won't talk about her any more if you'd rather not we indeed cried the mouse who was trembling down to the end of his tail as if i could talk on such a subject our family always hated cats nasty low vulgar things don't let me hear that name again well i won't indeed said alice in a great hurry to change the subject of conversation. Are you fond of uh, dogs? The mouse did not answer, so Alice went on eagerly. There is such a nice little dog near our house, and I should like to show you. A bright-eyed terrier, you know, with, oh, such long, curly, brown hair, and it'll fetch things when you throw them, and it'll sit up and beg for its dinner, and all sorts of things. I can't remember half of them, and it belongs to a farmer, you know, and he says it's so useful, it's worth a hundred pounds. He says it kills all the rats, and, oh, dear, cried Alice in a sorrowful tone. I'm afraid I've offended you again. 
for the mouse was swimming away from her as hard as he could go, and making it quite a commotion in the pool as it went. So she called softly after it, Mouse dear, uh, do come back again, and we won't talk about cats, or, or dogs either, if you don't like them. When the mouse heard this, it turned around and swam slowly back to her. Its face was quite pale with passion, Alice thought. And it said in a low, trembling voice, Let's go to the shore, and then I'll tell you my history, and you'll understand why it is I hate cats and dogs. Well, it was high time to go, for the pool was getting quite crowded with the birds and animals that had fallen into it. There was a duck and a dodo, a lorry and an eaglet, and several other curious creatures. Alice led the way, and the whole party swam to the shore. That was the weirdest chapter ever. <laughs> but that was chapter two in Alice in Wonderland. Coming up next time, we'll do chapter three. It's called A Caucus Race and a Long Tail. If all these chapters are as weird as this one, uh, we're in for quite a quite a read. <laughs> oh my God, unbelievable! How strange is that? All right, guys. Oh my God, we've done almost an hour here. Thank you so much for uh, for coming along for the ride. I had a great time, and uh, so many things to talk about tonight. It was great. Thank you. Um, I will see you again on Thursday night. It'll be either kimono or fedoras. I don't know which. We'll figure it out. And uh, yeah, let me just go back to the chat and make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, great story time. My old book finally ran out of room. So this isn't a new sketchbook, Chaotic Robot. Cool. Thank you so much. Don't forget to um, to share your link, your hashtag. Uh, I, did you come up with a new hashtag for Alice in Wonderland? If you did, by all means, please put it in the chat. I will check Twitter and I'll uh, share whatever I whatever I find there. It's always a it's always a thrill to see your stuff. Thank you so much. Um, that was awesome. That was a really weird chapter. I'm I'm totally not used to Alice in Wonderland. Totally different writing um, than. Uh, than the Wizard of Oz, but uh, but weird and fun. It is kind of fun though. All right, so we will uh, we will see you. Thanks for joining. Uh, wherever you might be watching in on Facebook Live, I'm not wearing pants. Jay Sheldon's YouTube channel, of course, and twitch.tv slash Jay Sheldon No Pants. If you're so inclined, you can click that link on twitch.tv, make a small donation to the cause. Up above over here on Facebook Live, you'll see a link uh, to donate. No requirement. If you are so inclined, please uh, please do what you can. In the meantime, the best way you can help me actually is to like, share, subscribe on any one of these or all of these channels that we do this on. Um, we hit 100 subscribers on Twitch.tv. Thank you so much for that. That's the coolest thing ever. Really appreciate that. And our follows and shares on Facebook are going crazy. So we thank you for that too. And of course on YouTube, you can like and follow and subscribe over there. Also, you'll get notified whenever we go live. I will uh, see you again on Thursday night. Thank you so much for joining. I am Jay Sheldon and I'm not wearing pants.
Good night. Yo.